This is a day, this is a day that a higher has made, that a higher has made. We will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Yeah, this is a day, this is a day that a higher has made, higher has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it. This is a day that a higher has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that a higher has made. Come on, let's sing it. This is the day, this is the day that a higher has made. Higher has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in <clears throat> be glad in it. This is a day that a higher has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is a day, day that a higher has made. This is a day, this is a day that a higher has made. Higher has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that a higher has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that a higher has made. Praise a higher, praise a higher through your shine. Today's been a good day, getting warmer, but at night time it's supposed to be getting colder, but oh well, that's the way it goes, but praise the higher anyway for everything. And we're going to go to John chapter 8. Well, we was on that last night, yeah, we were. But, like I said yesterday, well, praise the higher, I found what I was looking for right there. So let's go to John chapter 8. We're going to go precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little, there little. Like Isaiah 28 says. And anyways. It says right here. <clears throat> verse 53 of chapter 8 of the book of John. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets of dead, whom makest thou thyself? Yeshua answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your Allahim. And then he said, uh, "Ye, yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, 
I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him, and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So Yeshua is saying that his father honors him, you know, which is Ahia, our heavenly father. And well, anyways, he's saying that if he said he knew him not, then that would make him a liar like anybody else because he knows his father. He knows Ahia. And then... He goes, uh, yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. So he's saying that their father Abraham rejoiced in seeing his day. And he did. What are you getting at, Jane? Well, this next verse. Then said the Jews, Yehudim, unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? And Yeshua said unto him, unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am, or Ahia, which is I am in Paleo-Hebrew. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Yeshua hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by so okay what we're getting at here is what I said last night not yet 50 but he's supposed to be 33 years old when he died Ain't that what it says? Three and a half, and he started at 30, so that, yeah, 33 years old. But why are they saying here, then said the Yehudim, or Jews, unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Okay, well, they said that because, you know, he, he was in the 30s, and it ain't yet 50. Yeah, but it ain't yet 40 either, or even 35. Think about that. But they said you're not yet 50. Okay. Let's go into the Essene Humane Gospel of Yeshua. Page 160. 
Yeshaya ascends to heaven at 49 years of age. And it was midsummer when Yeshaya ascended into heaven. And he had not yet attained his 50th year. For it was needful that seven times seven years should be fulfilled in his life. So it was needful that seven times seven years would be fulfilled in his life. Even as the jubilee marketh the age of every time and season, yea, that he might be perfected by the suffering of all human experience, not just the young ones, not, but it was needful of him to live the seven times seven <clears throat> jubilees. Or not jubilees, but seven times seven years because it was needful even as the jubilee marked the age of every time and season, yea, that he might be perfected by the suffering of human experience and be an example unto all, to children and those of full age, yea, and unto all ages and conditions of mortal life that by the consecrated law all his sheep might hear his voice and come out of darkness into the light. For great and many were the reasons the Savior came into the world in form of human flesh, that he might deliver many and set free those in bondage to Satan and thus show forth the total power of the eternal all, which is Ahia. Think about that. And thus did Ahia, by great mercy and love, demonstrate unto the earth the glory of his Son, in that all men might know good from evil and right from wrong. For in all things did Yeshua prove himself truthful and consecrated. For never in the history of the world was a man loved by so many races of people. Little children adored him. Wise men stood in awe of him. Men and women put faith in him. And the creatures of Ahia did recognize him as the humane son of Ahia the creator and giver of many lives.
think about it. So, he lived to be 49 years old. Where did the 33 years old come from? Well, you know that a lot of the stuff was, you know, what crept in there. Freemasonry. What is the highest degree of Mason? 33rd degree. And, well, Yeshaya is the true name of our Savior and Mashiach. And think of it this way. The name Jesus could have come from uh, the Freemasons. Why would you say that for James? Because of the fact that 600 years ago there was no letter J. No letter J 600 years ago. So how could his name be Jesus? How could Jehovah be the Father? No letter J. And uh, in the Greek, the name would be Soter. Yeah, okay. In Matthew, I think, chapter 1. chapter 1 verse 21 okay and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name have to be in the English savior for he shall save his people from their sins so what is that, that for he shall save his people from their sin? Be Savior. They want to say Jesus, but that name wasn't around 2,000 years ago. And in uh, Paleo-Hebrew, in Hebrew, H3467 in the strong concordance, Yasha equals Savior. So it would be, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Yasha. For he shall save his people from their sins. But then, when you're saved by him, who is he? Your savior, my savior then, right? So Yeshaya, 
So that's his name, Yeshaya. Yeshaya, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of Ahiah by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is Elohim with us. But Yasha or Yeshaya is his name. Okay. Because he shall save his people from their sin. So his name would have to be Savior. Think about that. But anyways, just wanted to bring to light the 49 years old and how it says in John chapter 8 about you're not yet 50. Because he pays the price at 49, not 33. That way he was perfect for every age group to go by. Praise Ahia through Yeshaya. Anyways, back to, uh, well, there's a, like we was talking about last night, New Year's coming up, but it ain't New Year's until March or April. And, uh, oh, Purim is coming in February or March. That'll be the holy days from Esther, from the book of Esther. You see, everybody's worried about the holidays when, okay, February or March come uh, two days with the, uh, I think it's two days for Purim. And then in March or April, you've got Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Well, that's eight days. Plus that two, that's ten there. Then you got Feast of Weeks, which is the, uh, or Pentecost. That's another day. Then you've got, in uh, September, October, you've got uh, Feast of Trumpets, two days. Uh, the 
the Day of Atonement. That's another day. Then you've got eight days for the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. Then, don't forget Hanukkah. That's eight days. Looks like uh, Ahia knows. And then uh, you've got Sabbath every week. So think about all these feast days and stuff. And rest days you get from uh, serving Ahia, the Most High. And yet everybody wants to say, oh, the law and the Torah was done away with. We ain't got to do that stuff. We ain't got to keep none of those feast days anymore. We can keep whatever days we want. Well, if you make the kingdom, well, when Yeshaya comes back, everyone's in every country has got to keep the Feast of Tabernacles every year. Read chapter 14 of Zechariah. Well, that's Old Testament. That's a prophecy for the future. For when the Yeshia comes back, the one the world calls Jesus. When he comes back, Everybody, all nations are going to have to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Every year. No exceptions. If you don't, it ain't going to rain where you're at. And then if you keep, read it. So y'all are saying that the feast are done away with? No. Matthew 5 says that until heaven and earth pass away, not one iota or tittle will be moved. And when it says for barely, okay. He goes... Verse 17 of Matthew 5. Think not that I am come to destroy the Torah law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Yeah, so we ain't got to. He fulfilled it for us. No. He, for barely I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass. Has heaven and earth passed? No. Okay then. It says, till heaven and earth pass, one iota and one or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the Torah law till all be fulfilled. You see something? No, it ain't some. It's all be fulfilled. Till all be fulfilled. And then it goes on and says, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments 
and shall teach men so. He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. In other words, if you're teaching people that the law's been done away with, we I feel sorry, you're going to be the least in the kingdom. But whosoever shall do and teach them. So, whoever do the commandment and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So if you do and teach the people to keep the commandments and do them, you will be called great in the kingdom. Then it goes on, for I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, they're the ones telling everyone, calling everybody legalist and this and that, that uh, you're trying to run people out of there by telling them they got to keep the commandments when you know they're done away with. No, they're not done away with till heaven and earth path. The thing about the Pharisees and the scribes is they're teaching everyone you ain't got to do it. They're the ones teaching the thing and no, they can't keep it. They're trying to uh, do the opposite. Like they may be going around telling people it's okay to eat meat, do these sacrifices, this and that, when we're not supposed to be sacrificing animals. We're not supposed to be eating animals. Oh, you know your seared conscience there, man. Talking about uh, not eating meat. Well, it does say in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 and 30. I mean, this is when he created everything. Where he made the perfect order. And one day we're going back that way again. Why not get ready now? We'll start at <clears throat> verse 29. And Elohim said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth. And every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And every beast of the earth 
and every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. So think about that. So we're supposed to be eating nuts and fruits and stuff. I'd say plenty of vegetables too. We're not to be eating uh, animals. Because animals are living. They move and they, just like we do, they, uh, you don't want to eat them. Well, you know they've got clean and unclean food, meat. Yeah, but were we intended to kill them? It does say, let's look at Acts 15. So you want to look at Acts 15, yeah. I know y'all, you're surprised I didn't go to number Acts 10 where they had the uh, thing, but that uh, vision was uh, talking about the Gentiles. Verse 28, Acts 15. For it seemed good to the Rabbi the Holy Spirit, and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols. Okay, if it's something, okay, well, we're not eating food that's offered to idols. Well, you know, a lot of the, like the, Chinese restaurants or Japanese restaurants. They got little Buddhas in there. They've got stuff where they... I've been in one place. I didn't eat nothing there myself. And I told the people that was with me, I said, no, I ain't eating none of that. They offered to buy me some. And I said, no. And they said, why won't you? I said, look at that right there. They've got a little thing that they... uh Put the food right by an idol. So they're offering to their idol. So I said, no. Okay. Because of what it says here. So it says, uh, For ye abstain from meat offered to idol. Okay. Now, here's another kicker. And from blood. That right there knocks out all the animal meat. What do you mean? Uh, well, you drip out all the blood you can out of it. Is all the blood out of it? 
come on now. I mean, you'll be cooking steaks and stuff. Okay, medium rare, rare, medium rare, medium or rare. Uh, well done, even. Well, you cook it well done. Is the blood still going to be there? We're not even supposed to eat a drop of blood. It says not to. And in the Torah, it talks about if you eat blood, then you're uh, not a... It ain't good. Okay, so food offered to idols and from blood. Now here's another kicker. And from things strangled. What are you getting at, James? Things strangled. Well, chicken, turkeys... Fish. There you go. They're knocked out. Fish. Yeah. Take the fish out of the water. He suffocates. Suffocation, same thing. It's strangled, isn't it? Think about that. And plus... What do they do to the chickens? They pull their heads off. That's strangled. And turkeys too. There you go. The blood. Well, you can't eat uh, cows and stuff. And strangled. Well, you can't eat chicken and uh, turkeys and fish. And uh, let's look here at the... Y'all need to read the the Essene Humane Gospel of Yeshaya, including the Essene Gospel of Peace. I read through the Essene Humane Gospel of Yeshaya on this Anchors. You can look it up. Now I'm doing it on the Reading Through the Yasset. But anyways, this has got some good stuff in it. And the Essenes The eating of animals, birds, and fish unlawful. Fishermen condemned. 
and on another day the question of eating dead things was again presented, and some of Josiah's newer disciples gathered around him and asked, Master, you do indeed know all things, and thy wisdom of the consecrated law excels all others. Tell us, therefore, is the eating of sea creatures lawful as some say? And Yeshia looked upon them with sad eyes, for he knew they were yet unlearned men, and their hearts were yet hardened by false doctrines of devils. And he said unto them, See ye the fishes of the sea, as we stand beside the seashore, and look upon the waters of many lives. Yea, the water is their world, even as the dry land belongeth to man. I ask ye, do the fishes come unto thee, and ask of thee for thy dry land, or of its foods? Nay, nor is it lawful for thee to go into the sea and ask for things which belong not unto thee. For the earth is divided into three kingdoms of souls, one of the land, one of the air, and one of the sea, each according to its kind. In deposition for the eternal being, hath given unto them each the spirit of life and the consecrated breath. And what he giveth freely unto his creatures, neither men nor messengers have authority to take back or claim as their own. For behold the fisherman, how he takes not what is his own, a thief he is, he stealeth the treasures of the deep and disrupts the consecrated life of the blessed. For hath not Ahia blessed the sea creatures in the age they were created and said unto them all, Yea, it is good and consecrated. Let them have life and bring forth after their kind and let them rejoice in their watery home and sing unto me songs of praise and of much joy and peace. But the fishermen cast many kinds of food into the waters because each one of the fish has his own food and the fish then sees and pursues the food and is snatched up, and the fisherman rejoices because he has caught the unwise fish. And most truly I tell ye, Satan, like the fisherman, cast his hooks into ye, for the evil one lies in wait, wishing to seize thee, that he might swallow thee up and rejoice at the catch. For Satan, likened to a fisherman, places many foods before thy eyes, wishing to make thee desirous of them, even if only to taste a little. So thy eyes, wishing to make thee de 
desirous of them, even if on, okay, so that he may seize thee and bring thee out of light into darkness. Wherefore I say unto thee, do not be touching the food of Satan, for the wicked one lies in wait for the unwise and the unlearned with many hooks and traps, and every kind of net. For if ye be tempted with a single unlawful food, it is necessary for ye to <clears throat> desire all others, and finally then such unlawful things become the food of death, and Satan is victorious. Wherefore, be ye not deceivers as fishermen, of trickery, men of trickery, nor be eaten the catch thereof, for many are they whom Satan ensnares with the taste of unlawful things, and maketh them partners in death. And Yeshua's disciples were well pleased with Yeshua's answer, and they remarked of his great understanding of the consecrated laws of Ahiah and the workings of Satan, the evil one. Wow. So that right there saying we're not to eat even the fish. They belong to their own world, the deep, the water. So just letting y'all know, we're not to be eating animal flesh. Y'all need to get this book. Think about it. I mean, it says in Exodus chapter 20, in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. What is it you're not supposed to kill? And then in Isaiah 66, verse 3, it tells you about if you're eating uh, flesh. He that killeth an ox, okay, if you're killing an ox, is as if he slew a man. So if you're killing an ox, it's like he killed a man. That's what it says here. Isaiah 66, verse 3, He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man. He that sacrificeth the lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. So if you sacrifice a lamb, you're cutting off a dog's neck. It's the same. What it's saying? As if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood. He that burneth incense as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. I also will choose their delusions 
and will bring their fears upon them because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. He did not delight in sacrifice. He delights in obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Think about that. He wants you to praise him. That's why we give him sacrifice of praise. We praise him. We give him all the honor, all the glory. This is the day that he made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Because Ahiah made today. That's what it's all about. It ain't about us. Nothing's about us. It's about Ahiah. He's the one that created us. He's the one that... Like it says, this is the day that Ahiah has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And do not take that vaccine, people. Do not take the COVID-19 vaccine. It's the mark of the beast. And don't let Ahiah be your co-pilot. Let him be the pilot. And you just be there for the ride. Let him be the one in charge. Let him be the one to guide you in everything. It's not about us. We can't do nothing without Ahaya. He's the creator. Ahiah's the creator. Yeshaya's our savior. Time to put your faith, hope, and trust in Yeshaya. Our savior. We've got to repent of our sins. Like it says, repent radio. We've got to repent of our sins, turn away from our sins. In other words, turn from our wicked ways. Do like it says in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people called by my name would humble themselves and pray, I would, okay, and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. So if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, that's the first thing to do is humble yourself and pray. That's number two. And seek my face, that's three, and turn from their wicked ways, that's four. Then I will hear 
from heaven. I will forgive them their sin. And I will heal their land. So if you do the four things, humble yourself, pray, seek a highest faith, and turn from your wicked ways, then Ahia will hear from heaven, number one, and then number two, he will forgive you your sin, and three, he will heal your land. That's three promises he gave if we would do those four things. He doesn't have to do anything. He's almighty. We're the ones that need to surrender to him. We're the ones that need to. Think about that. You know, Ahia is good all the time. He is. He loved you enough that he sent Yeshia to die on that tree for you. And then on the third day, he rose again so you could have life and have it more abundantly. He is coming back soon. No one knows the day or the hour, you know. He doesn't even know the day or the hour. And then there's a lot of people that says, yeah, he's coming back this day, coming back, but he doesn't even know. The only one that knows is the father of Haya. He's the only one that knows when Yeshia is coming. Nobody else knows the day or the hour. Which could give a hint because they would call the Feast of Trumpets. No one knows the day or the hour. Think about that one. And people says, oh, the law's been done away with. We ain't got to keep these feasts and stuff. So we'll just keep Christmas and keep Valentine's Day, keep Halloween and all these fun days. Nope. You can keep those days if you want. Uh, what's so fun about them? I mean... You tell your children uh, Santa Claus is coming and you tell them that Christmas tree, well, Christmas tree is idolatry. Uh, you talk about Santa, ain't you putting him up there with the Savior? I mean, if it's, and don't forget, uh, 
Santa's right-hand man, uh, Krampus. And then if you say Merry Christmas, you're saying uh, Happy Christ's Death Sacrifice. We're not saying that. We're saying Merry Christmas, not uh, Happy Christ's Death Sacrifice. Well, what does it mean when you say that? What does it mean, actually? You ever looked it up? Mass means a death sacrifice. So if you put Christ to it, you're saying Christ's death sacrifice. Look it up. So yesterday, you were telling everybody, happy Christ's death sacrifice. And then wondering why people would be like, oh, you you ain't going to heaven if you keep that up. Well, you see why they're saying it now? Because you're saying, uh, happy Christ's death sacrifice. Hidden in plain sight, people. I mean... If they're lying about one thing, wouldn't other things be lies? They make a lie about Santa. And then here they go. Uh, I mean, the Catholic Church is not a good church. And who started that? Name and all. They did because who calls their church service a mass? So every day you go to church there, you're going to a death mass. And death sacrifice is what mass means. Look it up. A ritual. So, you know, but then the ones that say uses the name, the same name as the Catholic uses, Catholics use the name Jesus, and then they pray to Mary. Why don't they pray to Jesus? Could it be because Jesus isn't the right name? Yeshia is. But they don't want everyone to know because they are the Babylonian church. They're the mother of harlots. They're the ones that Satan set up, so... If you've got all these other churches that came out of them. So they don't look to the truth 
Because a lot of them will say, oh, you don't have to go by the Old Testament, just the New Testament. Old Testament was passed away. No, it wasn't. You know, before they came out with Paul and all of them in their study to show thyself approved, but they didn't have the New Testament. They only had the Old Testament. So, think about that. They didn't have the New Testament because Paul was the one who wrote most of it, the New Testament. So, uh, when he told everyone to study to show themselves approved, they didn't have it yet. Maybe he had a letter at some of the churches. And then again, they might have wrote everything down. We don't know. But it's funny how uh, somebody, well, my wife brought it to my attention. My wife did a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, that's right. They didn't have the New Testament back then. Because somebody sent the thing to her from Facebook. So I appreciate that. I appreciated it. Anyways, people. It's time to get right with the high you through your shying. Do not take the vaccine. We do this channel on the radio, believe in the flat earth, we believe that Yeshia is black, the Israelites are black, and we believe that he's coming back. No one knows the day or the hour. We believe that Ahia is the Father, the Most High, I am, according to Exodus 3, verses 13 through 15, that it's his name for a memorial to all generations. It's Ahia, Ashar Ahia, I am that I am. And Yeshia means my Savior or our Savior. Just letting y'all know a little bit of the core that we believe in or our creed, which is a higher through the Shia. And we believe in getting baptized. In the names of Ahia, Yeshia, and the Holy Spirit for the remission of sins and for the sins of your forefathers. And we don't eat animal meat. And we believe thou shalt not kill. We believe that only a remnant's going to be saved. And we're striving to be Yeshia-like. And uh, 
Y'all be blessed in Yeshaya's mighty name and peace and shalom.